fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! The tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, 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 what's up everybody? Today is Sunday, July 31st, 2011, episode 82 of The Hotbox. My name is Matt. My name is Ian. Ian. What's up, Ian? Uh, I am sorry, I, I started the, the show and then you were like, wait, I gotta go pee. I was like, <laughs> alright, well, I'm gonna just do this. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, an hour? Oh quick. man, I don't want to sit over here and... I better do it yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, we try and do the show at least once a week. We've been pretty good about doing that since we got back from uh, Milwaukee. Had a little trip there for the other show. Uh, we, we should be back on track now. Going to shoot for a, a weekend show, either Saturday or Sunday, possibly sometime during the week, maybe a Thursday or a Tuesday. Yeah, we have, we have a flexible schedule. That's right. It's a free-form, free-flowing, organic talk show with a flexible schedule that will never get canceled. You can't cancel this. I got a letter the other day. I was like, you know, are we, do we need to renew contracts with CBS and NBC? And I got a letter back. And they're like, we don't know who you are. Stop <laughs> writing us. And we, uh, we won't get canceled. I think that's awesome. That's huge because we can just do this as long as we need to. I say uh, until we get everything straight with cannabis. And maybe just not even focus on just cannabis. Drug policy as a whole. It, you could always be informal as well. I mean, That's there's right. always there's always new discoveries. There's always new things going on with cannabis. New I mean, varieties. there's so much going on. It's you can't even really. Keep we could up with switch it. this to a like medical scientific show once we're allowed to actually do the proper research that we need to do to really take full advantage of our endocannabinoid systems and all of the cannabinoids that are in this plant. Do you think if this was more of a, a medically uh, biased show, did you, would you have to change the name like to a more Probably. technical term from Probably. the hot box? Something like, away from sexual innuendo and it, it, yeah, <laughs> or, or I mean, what's a scientific way of explaining hot boxing? We, you know, we like call uh, it like uh, asphyxiation, <laughs> <laughs> THC asphyxiation or something. Yeah, t- and uh, we probably wouldn't have people in the chat yelling "legalize weed." <laughs> Oh, we we had a little discussion about that before the show. Yes, we did. What full legalization of weed is going to be good for a few people and probably a lot worse for the most of us. And I I didn't really understand that until you explained it to me. And it makes perfect sense now. Uh, it's it's kind of an interesting point of view because uh, here we are talking about cannabis and you know everybody wants it to be legal so that you can't get in trouble for it or that it's not a big deal to have some or grow some or obtain it or it's you know it's it's not going to be an issue. Uh, unfortunately, with with like full out legalization, do you um, still go buy your cigarettes from your friend down the street? I, absolutely not. You go buy it from the gas station yes, where there's a hundred different kinds all made by two companies. And so you got. Uh, Philip Canna something or another. Yeah. (laughs) And and so you're going to have these large corporations that are going to start mass producing uh, cannabis and and packaging it up. They mass produce everything else we do. Absolutely. This this crisp beverage that will remain nameless. (laughs) Like every aspect of our Maslow's hierarchy of needs is mass produced at the cheapest well, because we demand not it, the safest, and it, right? It's it's something demand. that as a consumer we demand. I mean, every is that time our fault for letting there be too many consumers? Does it have to be produced that way, like our food, 
Like, if we don't do it this way, we don't have enough food for everybody? Well, no, not at all. But, but it's just money. Like, with fast food, you know, I, I, I don't know if you've ever read or seen anything yes. about those those huge cattle oh, farms yeah. Yeah. down south. And, I mean, these, they got millions of heads of cattle living, like, like slaves, essentially. Yeah, like, like in worse these mud than, pits. Yeah, it's disgusting, yeah, it's right? But, but But that's not their fault. It's our fault. It's our responsibility because we demand food in a certain way. Fast that food, we can just drive our car through and have yeah, it fast out in under two minutes. Exactly. Fast food is this thing that we've become used to right. or we expect it. And food so, shouldn't be cooked in under two minutes like that. I mean, anything shouldn't be prepared that you're eating in two minutes. Like hot um, pockets. That's not good for you. So these large corporations that produce this food, they're they're just trying to meet demand. They're not. Right. They, this wasn't like, I'm sure The very first years McDonald's ago, wasn't. Yeah, sixty years ago, like that. they weren't like, okay, so this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna produce the cheapest, least healthy crap right. food we possibly can. Because if they would have started out that way, it, it would have dived. Absolutely, People would be like, I'm not eating that crap. Absolutely, Are you kidding me? But we've become accustomed to it. And yeah. as time goes on, and as that company got larger and larger, and there's right. more demand and more demand, they had to expand their ability to produce their products. Otherwise, in order to meet this demand to stay in business. Exactly. So they've had to, I wouldn't say cut corners, but they've had to come up with non-traditional ways of That's meeting a lot our of, demand. A lot of, quote, meat that, you know, you have to produce to turn a profit to satisfy your board members, the investors. I'm Absolutely. sure he didn't start that on his own dime. Very few, you know, businesses do anymore. But keep in mind <clears throat> that uh, at McDonald's, when it says 100% beef, that is the name of the company that sells them their beef product. Interesting. It's, it's not actually the the meat patty is not a hundred percent beef. It's actually like it's it's that's not the way that it works. But they can say hundred percent beef because that's the name of the company. They're that not they get saying it from. that this is made of. They're just saying hundred percent beef. Absolutely. Just giving them a little shout out. Absolutely. Just like hey, we get replayed on uh, the normal network. So, We're not you know. We're not working for them, but you know they they hook us up with with show airtime. So you have this cool. uh, intense demand for these services, and cannabis would be no different. Um, you would you would have. I think the difference though is a, a a a million cattle sitting in a thing, or like a million pot plants, like being one of, sprayed with. That's true. That's a good. Uh, point. You know, once mites spread, you have to worry about that stuff and. Irvin Rosenfeld gets his little tin of marijuana cigarettes from the federal government every yep. month. 180 of them. That's that we all help pay day. for. High fives. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, but if you there, he's written this book, and if you or I've actually t- spoke to him about it. Yeah, and mymedicinethebook.com. Check he, it out. Yeah, he he actually pulls all this all of the marijuana cigarettes apart. And because one, it's really dry. It smells bad. It's, Did you see it's, it? Yeah, it's it's, it's terrible. Horrendous. Yeah, it's terrible. And like so, I would expect. Someone that has that kind of problem to have some good, good stuff. You, he probably gets it wherever he goes, but what he gets from the federal government right. is something I wouldn't partake of. No, I wouldn't no. use that. And and he has to pull all of these hundred and eighty cigarettes apart, and Ugh. he goes through it and picks out seeds and stems and tries to get like the part that is going to be used. Like, hey, government, him. can you stop putting seeds and stems in my pot? This is disgusting. Um, my, my neighbor wouldn't even smoke that. Come on. Yeah, exactly. And so you're going to have that kind of product. And I'm not saying there will be a demand still for the connoisseurs, such as people. So with full legalization, you're going to have Philip Morris type 
organization of selling cannabis, and it's going to be available everywhere. Um, you're not going to necessarily know what you get. There's not going to be necessarily it, – it's going to be the same controls that there are over the tobacco industry, which are none. You, I mean, how many – You can make tobacco without it being all chemically and really, like, kicking those cancers into full effect. Absolutely. Like, I smoke Rollies, and the, the stuff that I smoke, when I smoke a, a regular tailor-made cigarette, like, there is a legitimate taste difference in something chemically that's missing from what I'm smoking, and it's gross. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. <laughs> like, I won't smoke them. Uh, I also have a personal, this is my personal opinion, is I really don't think that we need another drug on the open market. I, th- I think we have enough problems with the drugs that are on the open market right. today. Maybe I mean, c- handle the ones you've already created and now are you know mass-producing for, for all of us to enjoy. Correct. And see, cannabis is already readily available to anybody that wants it. No right. matter where you go, cannabis is readily available. It's, it's the easiest illicit or illegal drug to obtain. Yep. And so it's already available to just about anybody that wants There's it. There's just not that convenience of being able to drive through a place and get your cigarettes and your pot or drive through and get a McDonald's cheeseburger and some weed. Like, you, there's not that. And I think a lot of people would like that. And that would make things probably agree. worse. It would be... Unless you're the guy opening the drive-thru. The, the, the cannabis that would be mass-produced would be cheap. You know, it'd be hard for a home grower or a microbrewery to just give you a comparison to really right. do ex- like to do really well for himself because unless you are a connoisseur and and right now I think a lot of people are really concerned about price those kinds of things. But my point is is that if if it's legalized like this, you're going to take the money away from the little guy, the mom and pop, the the people that don't uh, uh, that don't have that huge industry idea in mind, but they right. are the mom and pop kind of grower. Now, Justin Fenn, uh, Light Brown, says, I'm sorry to say, man, that's not true. Some places east of the world, you can't just the seed. You can't just the seed. And I asked it, you know, in other countries. And he says, yeah. So we're, we're mainly focusing on how capitalist in, in America is working. In other countries, I mean, I, I've traveled. I've been in, to Britain. I've been to France. I've been to Germany, Switzerland. The only place I saw anything other than hash <laughs> was Amsterdam. In all those other places, the people I was hanging out with, all of the the smokable, it was blocks of hash. And I think that goes to one of these stories we were going to discuss here in a minute about the cartels and how uh, everyone is saying that if you you, you legalize this, maybe like like you're saying, don't don't do it in in this way that it's going to turn into crap and there's going to be two main producers, but let everyone, you know have a shake at it and it's going to take a chunk out of the cartels and then you're not going to have the hash blocks being produced because everyone's smoking you know absolutely i i don't think that uh, a small time grower and i would say anything under i don't know let's say five thousand plants and justin van light brown says let's just say around in the middle east and so on (laughs) well i i agree i'm sure you can't just walk down the street but then again you can't just walk down the street and expect not to get a rock thrown at your head if you're a woman or to get shot because I think they have other more pressing matters than cannabis legalization or not, you know, in the Middle East. But I, and they, it's different, right? They have their thing is opiates, right? Don't they have the the poppy fields and all that? Absolutely. So, and that's their culture, though. They weren't raised on a cannabis plant, maybe as much as we were here in America with our big, you know, cannabis revolution in the '60s and all that our psychedelics and stuff. I don't think you saw as much of that there. It was the the heroin from all of their... And it's, it's a desert. That's what you grow there, right? 
I, to tell you the truth, I, I, I can't say for sure. Okay. I mean, I don't really know. I'm just know. guessing. I, but if you want to call in, if you know, 406-204-4687. We take live calls and you can uh, discuss this. But, yeah, Burger says they smoke opium like we smoke weed. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a different culture, though. I mean. Absolutely. Um, so taking taking the cannabis industry out of the mom and pop or out of the smaller uh, business uh, mind, like we have in Montana with our medical marijuana program, is that right. there are there are thousands of people making a living off of growing uh, arbitrary amounts of cannabis. They're not growing tons of it; they're growing pounds of it. And so uh, this is this is kind of a grassroots thing. There, you know, your neighbor might be making a living off of producing this. And so instead of instead of full out legalization, uh, I, I kind of like the medical program and aspects that um, cannabis isn't for everyone and and it do, it can have negative effects with certain people and I and I don't say that I'm not saying that the cannabis is the reason for those negative effects I think it has to do with the person's ability to have self-control or to make good decisions those kinds of things but there is there is a possibility for abuse with cannabis and that's always the argument we hear and i mean we're guilty of using it too is that cannabis has never killed anyone compared to alcohol compared to tobacco that have proven death rates we've been using cannabis for much longer than either of these other substances and there's still no real you know recorded but that doesn't mean that it's not bad Physi- for some people peanuts i i brought up the point that peanuts are good for the majority of people but there's that small subset of the population that is deathly allergic to it. And, you know, they have to know that as an individual that if I eat or ingest this substance, it's going to be detrimental to my health. I don't think that all the side effects with cannabis have to do with your physical self either. I think it right. has to do with, you know, your your conscious self or, you know, your goals or ambitions. And, and We things. all know that one kid that went through school and smoked all, you know, all the time. And just like I did, just like you may have listening at home. But he, for some reason, turned out way different than we did. He got burned out. He got unmotivated. He got uh, energy dissipated. Like, there, it hit him differently than what it did to us. And that's the difference in everyone's endocannabinoid system, their brain makeup. There's so many variables. You can't Absolutely. Cannabis can't. isn't for everybody. And so with, a, with let's say, a, a less restrictive medical use, like, you know, if you could prescribe cannabis for stress, like they prescribe other drugs or for. Or to help you quit smoking. Absolutely. Or for a cancer preventative. The idea is, though, is to monitor those, those chances of abuse or those chances where it could take, you know, a, a negative effect on someone's life. Right. And the reason I'm, I'm going this direction is, is that it's a little bit easier for people that are unsure about cannabis to kind of see it in that light other than full-out legalization, little Amsterdam down here where right, we're smoking right. joints and wearing roster shirts. And you no, know because you've spoke to those people firsthand. Absolutely. A lot of us, I think, we get trapped in that bubble to where we only read stuff that the people that we agree with post. It's that whole filter bubble issue that everyone was talking about a while ago and that you, you tend to just associate or listen to or read the things that you agree with. And you don't hear that whole other side of the conversation. But you're out there doing it way different than we are, and you talk to those people. And full legalization, like, at first sound, like, that. okay, great, yeah, legalize everything and let people decide. But those people that you talk to, they're, that's scary to them. Like, they don't, they don't want any part of that. 
Not at all. I mean, and that's, that's why we have these 161 repeals, the the SB 452 or whatever. You know, and and the people that are afraid of these things is 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 it's really tough for them to ex- uh, to to see where I think that cannabis decriminalization would really lead. You know, people see what they want to see, and so when they see uh, uh, somebody the 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 guy smoking a joint on the corner, he's got dreadlocks. He you know doesn't have a job, doesn't have any shoes on, and so. You know, people that are against cannabis, that's what they see in all cannabis users. They right. see that that's level the poster of child. Exactly. And so full out legalization is, is something that that is it because, though, that they they stick out and they're not the social norm like they don't see someone like me who smokes every day. But I go to work and I do my job and I do these podcasts and stuff like they wouldn't see me walking down. I mean, maybe with the Pink Floyd shirt, but like normally they wouldn't see me and be like a homeless fucking bum, you know, but they see someone like that and they instantly like you don't that guy could have been a vet. He could have like he could have a lot of problems that weren't his doing like he could have fought in wars and just, you know. But they have that association because he looks like the bum and that's what we see on movies and in TV that this is. The stoner stereotype. I think we talked. Uh, we have on a to different, break out of that. I think we talked about on a little bit about on a different show about how I think that we representing yourself in public and that. And I think that we should get away from the, the cannabis being for terminally ill people or people that are disabled or people that have things that are majorly wrong with them because that's right. That's, that's like not saying the, waters for fish. <laughs> it's like, that's well, not the only people too. that uh, benefit from the use of cannabis. Like I said, like uh, a stress reliever. A lot of people could benefit from a a. a a very easy on your system stress reliever such right. as cannabis you don't necessarily have to be on your deathbed to have a therapeutic response to cannabis even right. and and the thing about therapeutic action in cannabis is that even your recreational user will say that it relieves stress i mean yeah, for after sure. you know maybe if they've had a hard day at work and they, and they just want to smoke a bowl to relax yeah. that that is a stress reliever it's for like them. smoking a cigarette you know to, absolutely for some people like you you just you feel that like god all i need is a smoke i can just take a minute and breathe and i think a lot of it is that when you smoke pot you're not you know i mean some people are doing it while they're doing other things but for the majority of people you're stopping what you're doing like uh, not smoking cigarettes inside. You stop what you're doing and you go out and you take a minute and that's all you're doing. And I think that in and of itself will relieve stress also. It's just the act of stop what you're doing and take a minute. Like breathe, you know. I think so. I can agree with that. But the well. cannabis, yeah, it definitely, there's therapeutic effects for that, for stress relief, for pain, for a numerous amount of stuff. And we can fine tune it to the point where everyone doesn't have to get their dick in the dirt on the couch stone. Like we can put high CBD strains out there that you won't feel anything, but all of a sudden you're not having seizures and you can eat now. So, I mean, it's something that we have a whole system here that we can, you know, work with and fine tune it person to person if need be. Granted, you can put the good shit out there for everyone that wants it, you know, recreationally or whatever, but sure. It's Um, able to be fine tuned. It it is very fine tuned, and it's and the more that we uh, have commercial and medical growers, the more refined that these different strains get. You know, right. there, there are strains that really target specific things with certain individuals. You and know? that's where I think we need to get this rescheduled, because until that happens, these researchers and the scientists, like Rose we've had on from Cannabinalysis in Missoula, they can't do anything with all of this awesome equipment they have. They have, you know, $10,000 mass spectroscopy machines that they could be using to figure out what's what in your, in your strains and how to engineer that differently. 
But to get a Schedule 1 permit or a research permit, like, you have to jump through some massively flaming hoops. Well, and with cannabis, it has to be a, a – to get funding to do a That's study on cannabis, you have, to, yeah. you have to have a report that is going to prove something negative about it. I think we you, said that before. Like, yeah, you I'm, I'm going to study it and say how horrible it is for people and then come back and be like, wow, turns out it's actually not at all, you know. And I'm sure Just the people that published that, you know, you're gonna have, yeah, you're right. gonna have a government oversight committee that's gonna overlook what you're yeah. doing. And no, it's gonna be published on 420 times. <laughs> talked about on the hot box. Come on, <laughs> and that sucks that that's how it has to be. But that's why we're collecting signatures. That's why I mean, it starts with this base foundation of states' rights. If your state chooses to have medical cannabis then they should be allowed to do that. You shouldn't have these things hanging over your head saying that if you do, you're going to get raided, you're going to get your business taken away, your wife and kids, your car, everything taken away and then donated to the police that did the raids in the first place. And I think we we have a story from Stevensville here uh, that that's what happened. The guy, he's like, hey, we have this car. And then the cops are like, hey, we need a car. And he's like, well, I'm going to give it to you. He's like, oh, cool. Where'd you get that from? Oh, remember, you guys got it. It was a uh, donation because of a bust at the Banana Belt Caregivers Facility. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're going to just give that to the cops now. Smash and grab, right? You didn't get everything? Oh, you wanted the car too? Now here. Go ahead. I don't have a business anymore. It's fine. And what what a publicity stunt for this auto dealer. Right. I mean he's he's helping out the local law enforcement because they've they've cracked down on this dangerous substance, yeah. you know, and, and so he's <laughs> well, he's he's helping out the law enforcement. You know what's funny what's ironic? Car. Statistically, the vehicles that that car dealership has sold have killed more people than the cannabis that was busted <laughs> to get the cops that car. Just statistically speaking, just saying that's kind of ironic. Absolutely. Um, they say it was a gift to the department, uh, not from fellow brothers in blue. It came from Mike Halverson, who owns M&M Auto and Trailer in Stevensville. There's your plug. Uh, not a moment too soon. Quote, we've been needing a vehicle for a long time. We only have one in this bicycle. <laughs> the bike's got a flat. Now we'll have this one in service in time for the creamery picnic. I want- yay, yay, creamery picnic. I, want- I wonder how much money they're going to have to put into that vehicle to make it a legitimate, like, cruiser. You know, like, oh, what- well, I'm glad you asked. They say that this is actually not a car whose electrical system that can handle all the lights and radios. We'll still use it, but probably for more, quote, administrative functions. <laughs> quote. Oh, that's terrible. Right? What? Administrative functions. Okay. So that you can write me more tickets or what? What is? Oh, it's it's totally just like the sheriff got a little business car, or his like, wife has a new car. Yeah, you something. know, or yeah. the the it's a company car now down there. It's got to be. Oh yeah, and we're probably paying for the fuel in it. Absolutely. Oh sure. You know, you know it's, we it's, are. It's, it's we pay for ridiculous. the fuel in all of them. Every state. I wonder. I wonder what the auto dealer got out of the deal. Like, I wonder why. Like, I mean, honestly, why would he just give the police department a well, car? Well, he says, "quote They cut my shin in two, so I'm aware of the need for pain management, but I'm opposed to kids selling to kids." 
And apparently that's all medical marijuana is. It's just a bunch. I mean, I go into shops and it's just a bunch of kids, dude. Yeah, have you been to my I shop? I saw a four-year-old dude. selling to an eight-year-old. I we was have like, jump ropes and hula hoops. I know. And, and Bright like a clowns ball pin. and I juggle sometimes. Like, it's just kids selling to kids. He says, I didn't see any wheelchairs or any crutches. Well, I, again, t- uh, with the terminally ill. I'm sorry I didn't see an 89-year-old person on their deathbed with cancer growing out of their face. You have to come to my shop at Tuesday around 5 o'clock to see that that lady. You know, I mean, it's not like I said, not everybody that benefits from cannabis is disabled, you know? Because if you're not disabled, the cannabis knows, and it will fuck you up. It'll kill you, and then it'll jump out of you, and it'll rape your wife. Do you know what that's like, having cannabis rape your wife? It's no good. That's what they think will happen. Is is there a test to make sure she's okay afterwards? I, I think so. I think you have to call 911. What if it's like a cannabis baby? Do you think she'd have to get that aborted? You have too much THC in your system. I'm sorry. That's terrible. Like, you... If you're not dying, it's going to kill you. So you better just not smoke it at all and take these pills. Okay. I've been taking these pills for 10 years. You know what? Every time I try to stop taking them, I want to kill myself. I want to blow my fucking brains out every time I stop taking them. I didn't do that with pot, though. That's interesting. I, I stop smoking pot, like, all the time, just randomly. Well, because you run out. Yeah, well, <laughs> we need to do this show more often. <laughs> but, yeah, and I don't get sick, though. Otherwise, oh, man, we'd have some problems. Well, you should just do what the, the mayor did down in Florida. Oh, yeah, and those aren't mine. And just grow pot. Isn't that awesome? I should just grow my own. Could you imagine what would happen if anybody else said that? Oh shit! That's, I didn't, uh, that's didn't even Nelson's. He was here the other day. <laughs> it must be the groundskeeper's little side project. It's not mine. Those even. damn Mexican or wait, Florida. Those damn Cuban, Puerto Rican, possibly African American groundskeepers always sowing their seed on my property. And and how does how do you get out of that anyway? Like regardless of who you're the it mayor, is? you just say okay for the next ten seconds. Pot is no like it's okay. And then you say, okay, that's over. Now pot's illegal again for all you except for me and Irvin. (laughs) Just the two of them. Uh, This is from Oak Hill, Florida. 84 years old, this mayor is. She's probably smoking, huh? I would hope so. I I would be. She probably forgot. (laughs) Sorry. I heard heard Uh, it affects your memory. Uh, She's the mayor of a central Florida city, says someone tried to ruin her reputation by planting marijuana on her property. Do you How think would, that marijuana really ruins reputa- reputation? She just got like eight more popularity points because of this. All the cannabis users are like, "Woo! All right, yeah. go, lady!" And, and then she's like, "That's not mine." We're all like, "Ooh, <laughs> boo!" I, I think I think that you can understand why she said that. You position. Know, if you get caught in the red hand, well, like red handed, you're like, "Oh!" Uh, and who wouldn't say that? You know, if the police came onto your property and said, "Hey, what are these cannabis plants?" You'd be like, well, "I don't man, know." That was Ian. He was just here. You, yeah, those aren't mine. <laughs> I, I don't even. I don't stitches. even know what they are. Remember, snitches get stitches. Just remember that. Uh, but yeah, it, it's she's the mayor. What are you gonna do? Honestly, are those her plants, or did someone do that to her? They're completely hers. You think so? You're going to trespass on the mayor's property? Oh, I guess there was a fence kicked in or something. Like, they, they you what? know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, it, was that done after the fact? Uh, the, the narcotics agents came to her home two weeks ago to check out reports that she was growing marijuana. The plants were found near a kicked-in section of fence near her house. They're just trying to make room. Maybe that was the cannabis plants. Maybe it raped that fence. You don't know. Absolutely. You don't know. 
During well, Monday's meeting, Cook said they would not. She would not resign. She said she would deal with any further harassment by hiring an attorney. So you go to the uh, mayor's uh, estate. You know, it's not just some little house out in the middle of nowhere. It's probably in a metropolitan area of some sort or in town or whatever. You're going to kick down her fence and plant some cannabis plants to ruin her reputation. Don't you think you, you could figure like, out an easier way to do that? Like make a commercial? <laughs> like, isn't that what you <laughs> like do? Like everybody else? Isn't that, yeah, like every other politician? You liar. Go make a freaking commercial. Mm-hmm. Say how she doesn't like kids and aborts dogs or something. Or, and throw your mud and be done. Like, you're going to take up a botany project on the side, like on the weekends. But then again, she's 84. Like, I mean, I know, of, I guess, a few uh, older ladies that garden still, but I don't know. Seems kind of, I think it could go either way. I think you're probably right, though. It's probably hers. I'm going I'm to go ahead and agree with you and say that that's hers. Maybe she just likes the smell of it. <laughs> my my grandma thinks that cannabis plants when they're flowering Tulips are beautiful. Cannabis. Oh, you yeah, know, they grandma. Are. I mean, grandma thinks that they're great. They're, she she which is funny because we flowers. we see that and we're like, ah, get the seeds away from there. <laughs> you know, get the the pollen away. Yeah. Uh, funny though, I, uh, that 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 happens. The mayor, her name is Mary Lee, uh, and yeah, she defended herself, saying that yeah, it's not mine. So uh, I do want to real quick congratulate Delaware for being our sixteenth state to have medical cannabis so right on um and then in the same vein the mpp they want 27 states to have medical cannabis by 2014 this is their 27 by 2014 campaign uh i have a question though it's great that we have all these states that have medical marijuana i think that's that's amazing it's wonderful nice work money i guess well spent um what good does it do and what does it matter if you have medical marijuana at the state level, if the federal government tells you to go F yourself and that they're not going to acknowledge that and you will still get busted, what is the point other than a theater, a theatrical, look at us, we have medical marijuana, now come bust us? What is, what is the point of doing that? Shouldn't we be focusing all of our resources at the federal level or is that a fruitless endeavor also? I think you have to do both. I think that by having a so state medical right program, then, having some well, yeah, when you have a state some... medical program, you're going to have people that uh, when when a medical program is first started, there's always a bunch of hype. There's a, there's you know it's 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 really popular in the news. There's all this all these headlines about it. But as time goes on, that's the nice thing about America is people kind of forget about things. You know, it's it's old news. Oh, medical cannabis, whatever. And so as people in medical states get more accustomed to that system going on when it oh, comes up for a okay. federal level right it'll be they're easier, complacent right? about it like right. uh, you know we've had medical cannabis here for 10 years and i don't really it notice hasn't any been difference. cats and dogs living together mass hysteria and so at a federal level like i guess why why shouldn't idaho have the same rights that we do or why shouldn't you well, know the neighboring state i just i say that because we have it here and things are, still happen they tried to repeal it and it seems like we're spending more money to fight to keep it then we would have been just doing things the way we were doing it prior to 04 uh, in the first place. Grand prior to 09, really. Because up until well, the Ogden true. memo in Montana, medical marijuana was not an issue. Like, yeah, there was Here this and, there, and that. Billings like, mainly with that one group. Right. The so there's, 
Right. There's, I mean, there's little bits here and there, but since the Ogden memo and all these, all of the dispensaries open their doors and there's pot leaves all over and it's free delivery 24 seven, all of those kinds of things. That's when people are like, Whoa, wait a minute. Even though what causes them to do that though? Because you don't read about more people getting murdered. You don't read about cannabis raping your daughters and wives. Like what, is it just the fact that they're seeing it that they, that gives them the pause or what? I they think, see it and then get that association. I just think that they see what they want to see. So they see these cannabis plants and then they, you know, they read the federal headline about how cannabis isn't useful and it's abused and all these things. And they think, oh, my Lord, there's all these people selling this dangerous drug and it's on billboards. And, you know, my 12-year-old son asks me, what's a dispensary? So is your church. What is the difference between that? At least when you ask about pot, I can give you a legitimate reason. You ask about God, and it's like, well, some people think this and some people think that. And these people are stupid and these people are arrogant. Like, <clears throat> what's the difference? Uh, between if you're gonna cannabis have kids, and church? Well, no. I mean, <laughs> between your kid asking you about stuff they see, if you're going to use the whole for the kids, you know, excuse. Oh. What's the difference? If you're going to have a kid, that's your responsibility either way to teach them what ne- they need to know. I agree. Don't and leave you- it up to billboards and their freaking pastor or their teacher. Like, that's your job. Absolutely. Don't make more laws on me because you can't parent your kid. Like, that are, sucks. Are, are you telling Americans to parent their kids? Yeah, better? I think I am. You know what? Well, that's yeah. going to be our thing from now on. Yeah. You need to just parent your kids. Can, I, can we do that? That's why I'm not having kids, because I know that I would be a terrible parent. <laughs> and that my girlfriend would eat them, probably. Isn't that what spiders do? You get something? that vibe from her? She, like, she would just give birth and then just eat it whole. I didn't I, get that I, vibe. Really? Uh-uh. It's because she tried to kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Ian's girlfriend. But no, I, I, I get that vibe. You don't do the jam hole with her. You no, do the other podcast no, with her. No. You would get that vibe. Eating babies. Do you think she could put that on a resume? Not everyone's, though. Just her own. Right. 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 Uh, she's not going to like go to your house and eat your baby. I don't think. But I don't have she, babies. If she smoked pot, she might. I don't know. The pot might jump <laughs> someone, right out of her and there break you go. my and that's newborn baby. Who knows. And then she eat it. She knows I cannot smoke pot because it will make me eat your babies. Wow. And she doesn't. You should write for the government. I will try. Responsibility, guys. Maybe you Matt, Matt contract with them. Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, Ian, vote for you or whatever, or vote for the hot box for twenty twelve. Um, so voting, voting for people. That's, that's let's switch subjects here. Oh just yes, a little please. Bit. Um, v- voting for things, or being registered to vote, or uh, signing a petition, or more importantly, being a signature collector, regardless or not, if you support he- cannabis or. Right. Uh, well, you need to support approached- if you're going to be a collector, right? Can um, we no, say you that? don't. No, you, you don't. You can and see, oppose this is marijuana? the misconception is that, okay, so let's say that our petition isn't successful and we don't get the issue put back on the ballot. People that are against medical cannabis will not have an opportunity to vote against it. Cannabis is going to be here. The medical marijuana program is going to be here to stay without the anti portion of Montana having a chance to vote against it. So this is this is something I talked to somebody the other day about my petition and I asked if they'd like to sign it and they said, oh no, I'm completely against medical marijuana and, and, and I, you know, I don't think anybody should smoke pot. And I said, great, well you should sign this petition then because when it comes time for next November and you can go down to the ballots, you'll have an opportunity to vote medical cannabis out of the state entirely. Without this petition being successful, 
medical cannabis is here to stay, whether it's workable or not, we're going to have right. a medical cannabis <clears throat> law. Right. And so this petition is giving the, to put everybody an option to speak their mind. Right. So we're really trying to get this issue put back so every registered voter in Montana can have their say on it. So if you're against cannabis or you're if you're for it, I feel that you have the right, and I would really like to see how this turns out, if we are able to vote on it again as a state to see what happens with it. Right, because a lot of what we've heard was this isn't what you voted for. And we're pretty sure maybe some parts of it weren't, but for the most part, we did get exactly what we knew we were getting. We didn't vote for the Ogden memo, and we also didn't vote when that came out and dispensaries started opening up. We didn't vote on new regulations or new, you know, this was something that was kind of thrown in our lap. And we tried to make it something awesome. And I think it turned out fairly well for the most part, and still people started getting raided and afraid again. Well, I think we talked about that is that, you know, they didn't throw darts at a map to choose where to raid. I mean, they had reasons, you know, they had, they had, however minor they may be. Just like war. We talked about this Mm -hmm. tactical Mm -hmm. advantage. Mm -hmm. Hit them where the money is, hit them where the, the supply chain is. So petition, um, we need a bunch of signatures. I need everybody's signature. If you haven't signed the petition, you got yet, mine. You really, really need to. Can um, people go see you in uh, person down at Glacier Health? Yeah, you can you do that. Tell them where that's at in the in the Cam Building here in Kalispell. Yeah. If you're local, if not, we have places all over the place that you can sign. Yeah, the Midway Swap. This is in Flathead Valley, obviously, but the Midway Swap Meet. Uh, the petitions up there. You know, we were up at Heritage Days collecting signatures, and um, every every night of the week, there's a training course to get trained on to be a signature collector it's about a 45 minute thing you get something notarized you get a little packet of information and you are able to go out and collect signatures then um in flathead valley uh we need to collect about 1200 signatures a week for the next eight weeks to get our 15 percent mark and that sounds like a lot but you know we have about 40 trained signature collectors and so the, it, it's not that many if everybody went out and collected 10 a day this would not be any issue um, if I had twice as many signature g- gatherers and everybody went out and collected five, it's still a non-issue. Some signature gatherers are getting way more than ten a day because it's not very difficult. And some it's are getting well two all... or three, right. or you know, some people aren't even collecting signatures every day. Um, I haven't collected one today as a I haven't ad- collected any guilt. I've been telling people though, but we should probably do that. And it's, I'll go get my neighbors. Yeah, and and Tom, Dick, and Harry down the street, neighbors, friends, and family, everybody. If you're a delivery um, driver, maybe some of your stops, if you can do that without getting fired. Um, if you, yeah, if you're in a position where you find yourself having time to talk to other people, or you know, if you want to go down to the farmers market and and just you know stand there with an MTCIA shirt holding the petition, you will have people that will walk up and be like, "Hey, is that the cannabis petition?" Yep. And if you can't do that, if you can't do any of that, then at least do this. And you go to mtcia.org and they have a little donate thing. Give them a dollar. If if you can't go collect signatures, I I will give them one. And and you should too. Give them 5 bucks, give them 10 bucks cuz the, the this is a huge thing. Like this all costs a lot of money to do. Uh, last week I went to a Democratic meeting here in Kalispell, which was really interesting. I got personally invited from one of the members here, and, and the woman, she saw my MTCI t-shirt while I was in the grocery store, and she comes up to me and asks, you know, uh, do you know what that shirt represents? And I was like, yeah. Satan? Yeah, of course, <laughs> rape. Yes, that's why I'm wearing it. <laughs> Christmas. She said, 
And she said, I'm just so impressed with how your organization has has come from absolutely nothing. And in three months, you have hundreds and hundreds of volunteers. You're moving forward with this petition. You hired a lawyer. You've gotten all this money. And she says, how in the hell did you do it? Because Smoke a lot of pot. I mean, what? <laughs> no. It's, it's a motivator. I, I know. For some. The the thing is, is that cannabis is something that How do you think we did so it? many people feel so strongly about exactly. that this is all volunteer work. You struck a nerve. All volunteer work. I like to think that we've awoken a beast. You know, oh, for all sure, of these, dude. All of these people getting riled up. You know, I've, I've registered. I'm coming up close to 400 people these registered people didn't to vote. follow politics at all. I was one of them. I yeah. didn't give a crap because they were just crashing us anyway. Like, what's the point? But like this, they struck a nerve. People that we know. Like individually on a community level, on on a social, you know, I kind of know you from Facebook level. Like these are people that we know whose business is tanked because of this, who started up with great dreams and, you know, they were going to give me a cool job and stuff. And now like, look, no one has anything now. And that pisses a lot of people off. And it's cannabis. I mean, come on. Absolutely. Um, it. It really, the interesting part to me is that um, the people like you and me and a lot of other people that were not interested in politics at all are are now kind of irritated and the, and the, and they're looking yeah. for more information and they want answers and they and, and they start podcasts and yeah and they want to know what they can do and and we're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. It's it's. It's it's really fascinating to me. It's, it's it also is. really inspiring too, because even even uh, uh, people that are in, uh, in competition with each other have yep. dropped those walls because we're all in this together. And now and now you have a dispensary owner going to another dispensary owner's shop to like hash out some details about where they're going to go collect signatures at. Yeah. And and that's huge for the movement as a whole. Mm-hmm. I've also noticed uh, uh, this was really great too, and this is what I mean about uh, everybody that I've met kind of banding together. I, I got a phone call the other day about uh, uh, from another dispensary, and the person was like, "Yeah, uh, one of your old patients is down here, and, and they didn't know if you were open, so I thought I'd call and ask." Wow! They didn't just sign the person up and stole my patient. They right. called me to say, "Yeah, you're open, right?" Because so and so is down here, and and they, you know, they would like to come back to you, but I thought I would call and ask. That's cool. How cool is that? You that's know, that's cool. That's somebody actually having Do enough respect. Do you see respect. that happening with these crybaby tech companies crying no. over patents? Like, are you kidding me? You're stopping no. progress. No. Do you see all. it with AT&T and Verizon over tower rights? Do you see it with the FCC and Spectrum rights with the Wi-Fi people? And the GP? Like, you don't. You don't see that anywhere. You even see it in our own government in our own house you don't see that that the courtesy of asking and and literally trying to it's make the thing. patient happy like yeah. to that's what the patient wanted it's not what the dispensary owner wanted it's not what i wanted it's what the patient wanted and so this person went out of their way to make sure that they weren't going to be you know causing any strife in this person's you know day or when they find out three weeks later that and they you know kind of got though? tricked into that they're not gonna you know it's gonna be negative you know why though because pot smokers, for the most part, now humans are humans and humans are assholes, but the pot smoking community, for the most part, they're really decent people. And that's, I don't like people, but these people, like more than a, an alcoholic-ish community, more than, you know, the, the pill junkie community, like out of all of the substance users, these are your nicest people. They're nicer than the church people. Oh, 
leaps and granted, and bounds. some of them are the same, and yeah, I'm, that's fine. What do they call those little circle charts where you you know Venn diagram? Yeah, there we you have go. some overlap, <laughs> but definitely some in the outer regions of those circles in my Google Plus account. Like <laughs> they're all really nice people. You would you would I, I don't know. It, it just seems like it's a misperceived group or just misunderstood you know kindness sometimes isn't taken very well i think social has a lot to do with it too because you know we weren't back in the day you know talking to people in other cities other counties that we didn't know but now we're all friends on facebook and can trade information and all that stuff i'm still embarrassed that i have a facebook account really yeah after that about if if the dust settles with all of this i'm out uh, yeah i'm done like i see on google plus it's (laughs) it's hard for me to even like really like check facebook i i See, I, I do it because of the podcasts and stuff. And oh, like, absolutely. That it's such a great tool to, like, hang out with our fans. And, like, we've gone to Milwaukee to, like, stay at one of their grandmother's lake house, like, because of that stuff. You, and so I think for that. But for the, yeah. I sometimes think that there's so much going on. And, again, yeah. the, the parts of Facebook that I've been using that have to do with MTCIA and this petition the gathering thing. The there's there's so much going on there. It's, it's almost a little overwhelming. It makes everybody on Facebook a brand. If they so choose to be and you want to show people your brand, you talk about like what you're doing. It, it gives you a megaphone that you just yell into constantly. And some people yell some fucking ridiculous things. Yeah. I, I really can't believe what some people vent about or, you know, some of the, the issues. The pregnancy people are... stuff. <laughs> you can like I digress watch, about that. You can watch the growth of bellies on Facebook via these new mommies pictures. Anyway. Oh man, I can just I can just anyway. I picture stalkers like I know. you know I just picture like, some uh, weirdos watching. I can't wait that. for that baby to be born. <laughs> like get out of here, stop it, weirdo. Uh, we got a study here, uh, real quick. I'd like to discuss if we. Yeah, we got a little time. Um, I I don't understand how I guess it, it was studied in Rockville, uh, Maryland, but it has to do with Montana here. It says. It's a study that shows that... I'll just read you the headline. Study shows high uh, marijuana use in Montana. High because it's marijuana use. Do they know that not everyone that smokes pot gets high? Like, high... When I think of getting high, I don't think of smoking pot. I don't either. Like, that's just that's just a normal, everyday thing that's like there... It doesn't get me high. It makes me nice and relaxed. Like, if I want to get high, if I want to get fucked up, you know, like, I want to get some just crazy, I'm not going to smoke pot. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, uh, it's, it's a, the debate over medical marijuana continues to rage on here in Montana as newly released numbers show that the treasure state, that's us, holla, we should change it to the marijuana state, is now one of the top 20 in the nation, which is the nation of 50. <laughs> Which doesn't make... I mean, you're like, the top 20, oh my god, out of what, like 300? No, out of 50. <laughs> oh, well. You're like, almost half, alright. Um, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, or SAMHSA, ranked Montana 17th in overall marijuana use, with just over 12% of reporting using the drug. Now, do you know why that is, I think? When you're busted and given the choice of rehab or jail what are you gonna pick well, i think over Not half jail, right 
I think over half of all uh, chemical dependency um, attendees are court ordered. Right. At least over half. And that's where these inflated. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of people here smoke. But for, coming from the Substance Abuse Mental Health Services Administration, this is a study of people that have been busted, right? I'm, not just everyday people. I'm not sure. Because if, if it's 12%, that means there's 120,000 cannabis users in the state. What's our population? A mil? Uh, just under. So, I mean, I'm yeah, rounding. I'd like to say more than that. I don't know, though. I would agree. How there's many closet smokers are there a bunch. per county? Half of your board of whatever. A bunch your of government, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch a of closet smokers. It's it, like just for a lot of people, even myself, it's a really private thing. I don't, yeah. I'm not a social smoker. I, oh, I, I no. smoke for myself. You know, I don't, I don't smoke You haven't to smoked on the people. show. I don't. That's, that's crazy. It's, uh, did you ever? Did you when we first started? I can't remember now. Uh, I think I think when I was first over here, I think I probably took a hit or two. And then you're like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's hard to talk and have these cameras and like know that people on the internet are staring at you. Uh, that doesn't bother me. Oh, really? The, that's, the people that... staring at me, the red eye thing, or being baked, that's not really Or knowing that I... they can take a screenshot of you at any time and that... know that you're making weird faces when you... Yeah, I don't. That doesn't bother I hide me either. behind my pop filter. That doesn't bother me either. Like you can't see me back. Um, like a ninja. I, why I don't smoke uh, all the time? Um, is it that you're trying to put up a professional front that I just completely tear down every time I took a hit? Because I mean, we can talk no, about this um, before the show, and I, I can wait until after. No, I, you. I, I think that it's it's you an need individual choice. I, th- I think it's an individual's choice. It, I, yeah. I don't judge anybody for smoking. I don't, you know, that's not really, like I said, it's a personal thing to me. And So when uh, you're at a concert, say, do you smoke? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So you are in a social in that way, but not in a like, I have to come over to your house and we're going to smoke kind of thing. Right. I, you know, and here's the other thing is that. Um, I think a lot of people do that because they don't have their own pot. I'm, so, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I only um, smoke with my friends that have pot. <laughs> I, I I have to drive afterwards, and I know that's really something, this is such a dumb thing to say, but I, with the position that I'm in, I don't want to give anybody any ammunition. There you ammunition. go, too late, done. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get what Ammunition yeah, yeah. Uh, to you use against careful. us cannabis users, and especially that's... because of my involvement, uh, being a district captain and uh, council member on the MTCA and, and running a dispensary. I don't want to be the poster child for this. Right, if, right. I, if I get pulled over, I, I don't want to be intoxicated in any shape or form. Right. It, if if I, I don't want to do that to the rest of so us. When you smoke, you get intoxicated? Like just a couple hits? or Yeah, I, I have a pretty low tolerance. Okay. I, I usually only smoke Let's in the see, evening times. Justin Fenlight Peach says, I don't smoke all the time either because I'm not Doug Benson. <laughs> Can't do it all the time unless it's Chemdog. Well. I have Kim Dog. CBD strain. I have Kim Dog. We got Kim Dog. Uh, Kim Dog's a sativa, is typically. It? Yeah, I like absolutely. Um, I, so That's I respectable the, though. I, sm- I smoke in the evening time. Uh, you know, I, my dad used to be like that. It's nighttime smoker only. Yeah, and um, I got promoted to general manager at a restaurant, and uh, when I got promoted, I mean, I was I, I smoked a. From hard work, of pot. not from being a fucking pothead. Right, you know, I, I smoke copious amounts of pot down in the walk-in cooler, out back in the alleyway. Yeah, you well, know? it depends what you're doing. You know, I mean, a couple shit. grams a day at least, you know, and I got this promotion and, and I realized that 
a lot of the coworkers that were just my coworkers, and now then I was their boss, still kind of viewed me as like this pot smoking hippie, you know, wearing hemp like, on I'm occasion. Your boss. And, yeah, and I'm your boss. And so, as as kind of a personal and social experiment, I, I quit smoking uh, hmm. for nine months actually, and and until so everybody that I was working with knew that I didn't smoke. It was it was well understood. I didn't smoke with any well, of the kitchen only, boys anymore. It only takes nine months to get a whole new. Staff in a kitchen. I mean, for right. the most part. So you, you, no one there knew you probably. Well, that. when I started smoking yeah, again, that's when I started smoking again. Uh, I I just started smoking on my own time. You know, at home, I I I never you really stopped what you were doing worked. and went and smoked. Correct. You know, I'd get home after a day of work and I would smoke, and I just didn't really like share it with anybody else. The the knowledge that I was smoking again or any of that stuff. And after that nine month break, my you know my tolerance never has gone back up. I've I've really been able to keep it at. A, a a low consumption just rate. by not overdoing it or by yeah keeping smoking it once to... a day in the evening times is really right. all I smoke and I one I I feel the effects there it's pretty potent for me um and it's because every time I smoke is the first time that I've smoked and it's been twenty four right, hours right. and, and so I know like, a lot of people that are like God oh, I wish I could get stoned again I get ripped it's like well then stop smoking pot I get for ripped a month or three. I can't even smoke a whole bowl I mean like a, and a that's fat cool loaded from bowl that man point I get of view you know be retarded like like. I, my dick would be in the dirt. And yeah. so a couple of tokes in the evening time gets me my head change. And like I said, I use cannabis as a stress reliever. Right. And You're not I'm using able it to, to relax. get through your day or anything. Yeah. And not to be like the paranoid stoner, but if I smoke, uh, if I was to smoke a couple bowls here, one, I'd be passed out. But two, like, <laughs> then I got to get in the car and I got to drive 30 minutes home. And I don't know. Like, I just, <laughs> I would rather not worry like, about God, it. God, I have to drive <laughs> right? so far. Well, Dude, you have so many steps. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, that, that's understandable. I, I, more for the the whole, you know, we're in this political game. Well, and not we, I, but I you get and, what I need out of it. Exactly. I get. I don't. I don't. If need you need to, to smoke all day to stay stoned, then maybe you should get some better shit. Absolutely. Maybe. Or yeah, take. <laughs> I don't know. Take a breather or something. But yeah, I, I find so, that too. I like the the effects much more when I'm not smoking all day at work. Because then, if I'm smoking all day at work, by the time I'm off work, I'm just kind of like burnt anyway. You need just, some oil. Yeah, you need some oil. Exactly. You need some potent. And and then your tolerance goes way up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then when does it? You yeah, know? you smoke some. Of that but if I wait oil. until after, oh yeah. Some tears. Oh, yeah, if you smoke that constantly, it. then you need that. Yeah. And like a normal bowl doesn't do jack for you. Yep. So and it's um, expensive. Yeah, my, my cannabis habit is extremely affordable. I mean, <laughs> I have a tab like this long by now, I'm sure. <laughs> I, uh, it's, I think that I like just, I just give you what I don't smoke pretty oh, much. I really? Get, cool. I get a little bit of an allowance, you know, that's cool. Of sorts. I, that Keeps the servers thing. going. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't, I'm not out and about smoking. It's a private thing. I do it at my house. I usually don't have any like smoking apparatuses on me. Um, it's, it's did you have a a bad experience or is this just like you said, just from stopping and then being like, huh, interesting, uh, personal experiment again, um, practicing what I preach, uh, you know, here I am speaking out for all cannabis users and I'm trying to set an example and trying to change that stereotypical view of that people have about cannabis users. And so I think you've had a collared shirt every time you've come here. That's not true. And they don't know. <laughs> that's not true. They expect I, that. I, I wear a shirt that says I pot leaf Montana. And I, I mean, I have some cannabis shirts, but I also, you know, I'm not. I had uh, to just look down at my shirt to remember which one I was wearing again. <laughs> <Pink Floyd. laughs> All right. Um, anyway. But so, yeah, that's. 
it's it, like I said, I, I, I I, I honestly, honestly believe that cannabis is a personal thing for everybody. And if you choose to make it a social thing and do that, that is your choice. Absolutely your choice. But do you I, f- oh, go ahead. I, I don't enjoy smoking cannabis like that. That's not, that's not where I'm at anymore. No, but yeah, different. At a concert, that's how your brain is. Yeah, at a concert, yeah. I'm, I'm there to relax and have a great time. And I'm, you right. know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not driving anywhere. I'm not, I don't have any responsibilities at a concert Come other than making it to the, the gates on time. Yeah. yeah right. You know, that's, if, and if I can't do that, then I'm probably having a good enough time without making it to the gates. Yeah. Fucking A. Um, that's how it goes. And it's diff- different people. Different people have different, you know, some people, Maybe they need it all day for whatever reason. Absolutely. Uh, if you you try to maintain that, you know, whatever nanogram, microgram level. It's, it's a personal thing. You yeah. got to do what you have to do. You know, you make those decisions. Some people need, I mean, that's that's why when doctors prescribe opiates, they give you your, you know, your time released and then your breakthrough pain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you lay this foundation of I need this much opiate per eight hours and then any pain i feel on top of that boom there's the breakthrough stuff and then you know once that dips below though with opiates you know you're sick as a dog with with the weed we're fine which another point for the pot yeah do you find it interesting before we get out of here we'll wrap this up with this um all of the people that we see celeb wise that have to do with pot they're all like olympic Athletes, there, and this guy, for instance, Samaki Walker, who just got arrested with pot. NBA stars, the people that we see arrested with alcohol stuff. I mean, granted, the stars do it too, like that, but they're usually the more rundown ones, you know. Like the people that are smoking pot are like maintaining this level of greatness in whatever it is that they're doing. I don't know the 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 contrast in people. That's what I wanted to. And those are the ones that are exposed. Exactly. Those are the ones that are exposed. And then you have uh, and the Montel that... Williams. Montel, yeah, yeah. You know he's and... got a mess though, pretty bad. Now. Yeah, and you know, but the ones he that disappointed are... me really severely. Oh, so. because he said that it should be run by pharmaceutical companies. The cannabis. Oh yeah, he See, came I right out and said that. that. Much to, I just know that he was a spokesperson for it, and everyone was like, "Hey, another famous this... person." I caught this video clip and I was kind of like, oh, cool. You know, here's that here's, sucks, here's this celebrity on camera saying I, I medicate every day, all day, you know, yeah, and, and, and being a complete movement. supporter. But then in another interview, he said that it should be ran by the pharmaceutical company. Do you think something happened in between those two times and someone got to him and was like, how about we let you live if you I mean, you know, would you put it past our broke ass government? I don't think that that would be our government, and it wouldn't surprise okay. me. Maybe more the media. Also, I can see, I can see where he as like his individual sure. self is coming from. Right. He he probably believes that if the pharmaceutical companies ran cannabis, that it would be even better and and more right. potent and more variety and all of those things. Well, which it might be more maybe. potent. It might be uh, uh, it might have cocaine and opium in it to get you good and hooked. It might have chemical carcinogens in it to cause you cancer. Who knows? Just about everything they have, has carcinogens. Well, yeah, this wireless. I'm fit now, but the if anyone has the uh, the technology, the engineering skills, the capability to do something like that, it's big pharma. Or it's it's not even that. So yeah, this is interesting about uh, plants that we have grown. Corn, um, you know, fifteen thousand years ago wasn't corn like we know it today. Right. Like they weren't really big ears of corn that you could like roast on the grill and eat right. corn on the cob. They were like little itty bitty things. And and 
over the the centuries of us cultivating corn and growing it the way that we wanted it, it's actually kind of modified itself to cool. produce Evolution. the corn that we know today. Yeah. And so I think cannabis is kind of the same thing. The longer and the, and the more controlled and better we get at growing cannabis, the same thing is going to happen because we are, we are essentially helping it along that evolutionary track. We're to, guiding. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just like for many other things that we appreciate much like, you know, corn, you know, right. corn was, corn was a small flowering plant when it, when we first started to cultivate it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a main staple of food, you know? And so I think that pushing or helping yeah, or guiding, it is pretty much in uh, the majority of what we consume. High fructose corn syrup. There you go. I don't, it's hard That's to get away lot. from corn. That's it's hard lot. to get away from Could corn. Could you imagine being allergic to corn? Wow, what I mean, you would eat healthier than healthy. Do you think? Oh, I bet. Or you, you would, would have, die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I'm, not, you would die. Y- you couldn't even shop at the supermarket. I mean, you'd have a really hard Knife time. Knife and a Whole Foods one, right? You, nice, I mean, you'd be, you'd have to be. I, I, yeah, that's an interesting thing to cut corn out of your diet. I bet you that'd be you more difficult it? than we should. You'd think. We should write a book about the new diet, replacing corn. You just take corn hemp. out. It'll be like the Atkins <laughs> thing. But eat all the meat you want. Just make sure there's no corn in it. Or Corn, Dude, anything. Pat, patent, trademark, TM. Hotbox, that's ours. <laughs> Hands anyway. off. Hands, Hands off. off. Write the book. Just pay me royalties. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anything else important we want to mention, get to, speak about before we wrap this thing um, up? I, I guess. I see this note down here at the bottom here that says, when growing professionally indoors. Oh, I totally forgot about that. How much is the average dried weight you can get per plant? This was uh, sent in by Berger. He was curious. If you guys ever have questions like that, we do answer that stuff. Uh, email info at hotboxpodcast.com. Um, I think it's completely up to the professional grower. Uh, I told him it was strain dependent also. And conditions. Strain dependent. Um, so let's say an average, you should get about what, a quarter? Are you to a growing half? on a hydro table that you're just trying Dirt. to rotate your crop out really quick? Are you growing six foot plants that are huge yeah. bushes? Um, are you cloning kind of over and over real quick? Or are you just talking one plant? Like just one plant? Let's, uh, yeah. I mean, cannabis. Okay, I'm going to give you, I'll give you the entirely. variables. Dirt. Okay. Water, seeds your friend gave you one plant in your closet. Fluorescent light. Oh. Dirt. I don't know. Half ounce? Half ounce? Okay. Something. Maybe a little less than that? Yeah, see, he says, well, are we talking about half an ounce or are we talking about four ounces per plant? We're talking about half an ounce. I'm talking about, yeah, 0.5 ounce. To get up to the four ounce plants, what what are we talking? A four ounce plant, I would say that you would have to have um, one better than fluorescent lighting, uh, proper ventilation, uh, good uh, knowledge of of not only only nutrients, but like uh, plant issues, you know, like if if your plant contracts some sort of adverse thing going on. Why are the leaves yellow? You need to take care of that in order not to stunt its growth. Right. Um, and, And four ounce per plant that's i mean that's what i would consider like a medium-sized plant i mean right. it's, it's not necessarily that difficult to not too tall nice ounces. and bushy looking correct correct and and that would be four ounces of of actual dried usable dry, right material we're not talking what's hanging there waiting to dry absolutely this is in the in the in the scale dried 
smokable Absolutely. And so there's a, there's a lot of discussion over whether you can produce more uh, if you grow smaller plants and flower them quicker. You know, like in a hydro table where you're right. flowering. Right. There period. was a big deal about the whole Ruder Alice thing or the the uh, auto flower. Yeah, yeah. Right. The, the, those would would be the small, fast plants that everyone. You're would... You're getting maybe an eighth or a quarter on the plants, you know, but, but they're quick. They're really easy to grow. Now, right. the other difference is, is is sativa and indica, and a lot of the sativas now are are crossed down to be about like a ninety percent sativa and a ten percent indica, and and that really promotes a bulking up of those sativa flowers, right? Because flowering the a little buds quicker, are very th- correct. They're thin and scrawny, correct. Um, and... Jack Herrera is a hundred percent sativa plant that bulks up pretty good but it's right. flowering I mean it takes forever for it to flower and there's so many different strains of that cross strains and offshoots like you gotta make sure that we're talking about you know the the original <laughs> strain so like, a really heavy producer uh, like a really heavy big buds um, like Romulan or yeah. um, uh, Granddaddy Purple is a big producer um, uh, Bubblegum produces really Bubblegum grows in any conditions It's, it's really like easy bubblegum is the B plus Of the mycology mushroom growing world Like it's resilient as fuck To any contaminations it Really is It grows quick It grows big thick fruits it Really is Yeah um, So Growing professionally, I don't know. At our gardens, I, we probably grow like, th- depending in in which room or what what strains or whatever, um, b- anywhere from like six to 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 twelve ounces on on a larger plant. Like, but and this we have is some talking pretty big ones. Really and these are indoors, indoor yeah. hydro. No dirt. We use a soil as soil. Really? It's all organic. Nice. Yep, yep. Um, but they're big. I mean, they're 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 giant. I mean, they're taller Lighting? than I am. Do you want to discuss lighting? Uh, sure. I, I don't know. So, I don't know. Like, like, blow up your whole spot. Of a, no. Um, like, what kind of lighting would you suggest for something like that? We're talking multiple lights. 5,000 watt HPS? Just, just, just thousands. I mean, really, like, it's just kind of depending on how much space that you have and how many plants you want to grow. And, and right. these things I'm are sure going to be discussed every- in, in basic books about, like, you know, if, right. if you have this many plants, that this Ed light Rosen will cover Gold's this many and- square feet. And, and there's a little bit of math involved to have that worked out. Sure. Um, you got to know what your light radius is covering. And, and, you don't and need supplemental light spot. can exactly. really make the difference. And the more uh, lights, the more light. heat, the more airflow. Like, it's a, it's a process. But if you're just going to, for yourself, grow a couple plants... You can do that and expect, yeah, half ounce per. That's that's with fluorescent lighting. I mean, I've seen some. Yeah, but I, if you get the a majority of the watt, people that are like this that are growing, they're not going to want to draw massive amounts of wattage from a, a six hundred watt um, HPS light is really really affordable. What um, about LEDs? Because those are way low. Is, are you better off using fluoros? Or? We uh, uh, we ordered about 40 of those LED, they're like round yeah. UFO-looking discs. Yeah, yeah. Nothing? I Supplemental lighting. Really? really that's about it. It's just Nothing I, to base your whole foundation no, of I think on. I think a 600 watt, I mean, if you just wanted to do something smaller for your four plants or six plants or whatever, something smaller that you're experimenting with. I'm just thinking with. in a closet, you don't yeah. want to generate a lot of heat. You don't want to ventilate your, your hood. beaker or your breaker every time your beaker ventilate. And a six hundred exactly. watt bulb isn't isn't going to. It's not that much more expensive to go up to the thousand watt. It's a right. it's a big price hike. But right. so that six hundred watt to grow. I, let's be modest and say two or three plants that are decent sized underneath of that light in a closet somewhere is very feasible. And you'll probably get a little over an ounce of plant if you have taken care of the plants 
very well. Um, until you have those kinds of things figured out, I really feel that it's it's a trial and error kind of thing. You learn yep, so much like, every day that yep. you're in there. I mean, you just learn so much. And, and like a, a garden-saving book is, is really key. And the Internet. There's forums. There's message boards. Mm-hmm. Like for mushrooms, there's shroomery.org. Like they're everywhere. And they're loaded mm-hmm. with people that have probably chat rooms like we have here that you can hop in if the show is on, ask a question. And they like doing that. That's why they're sitting there with their you know clients in these chat rooms, idling, waiting for people. Like that, they love talking to people and explaining that stuff. I think that uh, and share the th- knowledge. Depending on how well you want your plants to do, I mean, you can go all the way down to like. I mean, you're getting a reverse osmosis water filtration system for the water that yep. you use. You're using a soilless soil, so you get to control exactly what your plants are getting as far as nutrients, and then really purchasing the right nutrients and the things that work for you. There isn't like an answer. There's not like one answer that does the best because right. what works is and really it what works where best you're for at. you. If you're back east in the middle, you're going to have higher humidity than what we have here in the northwest, and that's just that's room control. That's well, room yeah, control. Right. but. Uh, I think that if you were to grow your four plants in a closet with a 600 watt bulb, you would get a little over, you'd get over an ounce of plant, I'm sure. I mean, if if you did it well, or and I'm not saying like exceptional, I'm just saying that if you did a good job, I mean, you'd probably come up with over a quarter pound at least. There you go. If you guys ever have any other questions, you can always email info at hotboxpodcast.com. Uh, my name is Matt again. This is Ian, uh, facebook.com slash hotboxpodcast. And there's a Twitter, twitter.com slash hotboxpodcast. You can follow all those. And it'll let you know. It'll be like, yo, we're about to start a show. Come on, check it. Learn something. If you uh, want to gather some petitions, gather some signatures, we can do that. You can check out the info uh, on Facebook. Search for MTCIA or go to mtcia.org. And what's the other website that people were uh, pointing people to? Uh, patience against patience for repeal not uh, patience for reform not repeal dot org something something (laughs) just search on facebook you'll find it uh you can leave a message 406-204-4687 we'll play them on the show for you go down to any local dispensary and ask them yeah definitely if if, if they don't know then go to a different dispensary and and then tell the other dispensary that the other dispensary doesn't Didn't know. know. Exactly. So that somebody can go over there and like and get them educate on board. them and get them to know. Yeah. If you don't know, you better motherfucking ask somebody. That's what Snoop said. <laughs> and people did. And now we all know. See how that works? It's great. So, next show. They can expect to uh, hear from us next Saturday. I'm going to be at Fish. You're going to be gone. Damn pothead hippies. I know. Going to Fish shows. Shit. Uh, well, you guys can hang out with do Ian. It, uh, if you find him, he'll be at the Fish concert at the Gorge uh, next okay. week. Look for the big green tent. There you go. Like <laughs> circus tent style. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, uh, like, Tuesday when you get back after the weekend? Or if we did one next week, it could just be uh, Wednesday-ish, maybe. Yeah. We, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's got to be before the other show we do. But, yeah, we can do it All if right. we get here right after it might have to be the Tuesday after I come back. Yeah, might be. It's kind of a busy week. Yep. Training, no worries. Signature gatherers and so meetings. Listen to that. You can hear this replayed on normal. You can hear it on our site. If you have a mobile phone, if you have, <laughs> do people say mobile phone? If you have a mobile device, an Android or iOS, you can just go to the site. It's not a flash player. You can play our episodes right from the site through an HTML5 player that your iPhone will thank you for using. Thank me for using. And uh, you can just stream them right there. Listen to it on the go. 
But definitely subscribe to the feed. That gives us good uh, things that we can bring to people and be like, look, people actually listen to this. Now help pay us. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you, Ian. It's been a thanks a slice. And people should you. call in next time. Yeah, call in. We'll have Get some discussion. We, we can have as many calls. Like We can have a roundtable discussion if you'd like. We have the technology. And yeah, so we'll do that. We'll see you guys uh, next week sometime. Stay safe. Please stay safe. Goodbye. If you like you like we wear wear you need to be. If you like we this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.